to my friend Nate and all the listeners of this podcast, no one circles the wagons to Nate the Skate. Circle the wagons, Buffalo. Where else would you rather be than right here? Right now! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate, and the Buffalo Bills just destroy the Raiders. Yeah, 38 to 10 in Buffalo, New York, the Bills home opener of the season. Uh, the game was a tremendous game, especially a great bounce back game compared to the loss to the Jets the week before. Got a lot of that bad taste out of our collective mouths and uh, and we're all in a good mood. We're all in a happy place. We're, we're in a good spot right now. So I'm joined. I, I'm your host, Nate. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area and you find yourself taking a drive, head on down Route 90, get off at uh, Exit 41 in Waterloo, and the Delago Resort and Casino is right there off that exit. It's a good time. It's a great place to be, especially this time of year. It's a good place to be any time of year, but especially this time of year with all the games going on. Um, thank you guys all for listening. I'm. Uh, we're going to discuss the Bills' victory in depth. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, and uh, a giveaway to end the podcast. Maybe two giveaways. I think I'm going to do two this week. Two this week. So stay tuned for that. But I'm joined by my co-hosts John and Mike. And fellas, uh, I'll start with you, John. Uh, how, how you how you feeling, man? You were in a bad place after that last. Uh, that last game, but I, I think you're you're probably feeling a little bit better. Feel good, Nate. Can't wait till February. Everything's back on track. Team looks great offensively, defensively. Uh, Allen got Allen got yeah special teams. Allen got the jitters out of his system the first game. Um, I I think we're good now. Go Bills. <laughs> I love it, John. John's like, we're not going to win a game the rest of the season last week, and now he's just like, the Super Bowl's on, baby. Get ready for that parade, Mike. How are you doing, man? Doing great. It was a fun win. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, guys. What? 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 <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Mike John's like, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to 10 Super Bowls in a row. And Mike's like, uh, I'm well. All right. Let's get this going. <laughs> Just If you look up prisoner of the moment in the dictionary, it's John. He's. I didn't know if he was going to be unalive when I saw if I would see him this week. Uh, <laughs> And now he's euphoric. Uh, yeah, that's part of the reason. Top of the world. Top of the world. Top of the world now. <laughs> he's, he's like Jack in Titanic. But before that, he was the guy falling off the balcony when the ship was going down last week. You know, the guy that tumbled down off the top of the thing. Movie? No? Okay. All right. Mm. <laughs> and hit his head. And hit his head, yeah. It, it didn't matter. You're falling into the ice cold water. You hit your head. It's probably, probably a better blessing. thing. Lucky bastard. Anyway, so um, yeah, lots of lots of fun things to discuss. 
I'm going into this game like I mentioned the Bills. You wait, me. your definition of of the high is Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. <laughs> well, Didn't that part where he's like, "I'm top of the world. I'm on top of the world." Oh, okay. That For part. That sorry, that part. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was his probably then, the best part was when he won the poker game to get the tickets because it all went downhill after that, if you think about it. Well, he was following Kate Winslet around the ship for the, a half hour. The truth, truth. There, there, there were some good moments in between that, I guess, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Depending, depending. So um, last week was, was a tire fire. Uh, that, that, that whole, like, romantic, like, that's the epitome, like... I think people hold that up as like, oh, what such a romantic movie. <laughs> and you, oh, his high point of that movie was playing poker with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant because he's like, you know, basically signed his death death warrant after that, right? Like, because that was if he hadn't lost it, he'd still go on to live a normal life, right? But because he got on the Titanic, that was the end of his. But yeah, you're right. There were some good parts after that. It did it did plateau a little bit after that. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> The the Bills had a had a terrible game the week before. We we talked about that briefly on the Thursday preview podcast, and I mean they they adjusted just as we thought they would. Um, the Vegas Raiders aren't a good team. They were six and eleven last season. Um, just just not a great team talent wise overall. And and the Bills did what they need to. You don't need to go crazy to beat a team like this. You just have to not make a ton of mistakes and just play ball and the bills why do you think why do you think the raiders are terrible they're one and one no um i wouldn't say they're terrible okay so Devontae they're, not a, Adams, they're, not a, they're not a good team perennial all pro Jimmy they were six G. and eleven last year i just That's, said that they're, i was they're considering not. them average so not good not bad right like, i don't think they're yeah, i'd say I they're in the middle make noise yeah yeah well what 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 makes you think that they're even average Based on the fact that they're one and one now, because that's five hundred. Like they weren't good last year. Josh just McDaniels from a, the year before been... they were. Yeah, just from evaluating their talent, like at, at, you know, after free agency, the draft, you know how they've done uh, over the last two or three years combined. I think I'd say they're an average team. Well, the Raiders in twenty twenty one, they were ten and seven. Wasn't that the last season that uh, what's his name was a coach? Gruden wasn't that Gruden's last season? Completely different team once Josh McDaniels takes over. I mean, right, just... and, the, and, and the first year he. You know, it went down a little bit because it's the first year head coach on a new team. So that makes sense. Now they're ascending. Dude, Josh or Sean McDermott's first team, first year with the team, they ended the drought. So you can absolutely do better your first season. Well, than the Josh, I mean, I mean, Sean McDermott, I mean, he's like, he's like a one in a million, right? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So Josh McDaniels isn't Sean McDermott, confirmed. Um, so anyway, the Bills did what they needed to do. Easy, easy win for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, he didn't make a lot of mistakes, and that's exactly the opposite of what he didn't do the week before that. Uh, no interceptions, no fumbles. The Bills actually got takeaways on defense this week um, a lot more. And, yeah, they just they made the, the, the Raiders look like a very average to slightly a below average team with a victory this week. Uh, thoughts on the game, John, the way that it went down, I, you weren't surprised on it. We had the Bills. When we did the betting on the Bills segment, um, it was nine. It was eight and a half points. We bet the Bills thinking that they were going to get more than that. They got way more than that, 28 points on that victory. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? I think it looked a lot like what I was expecting this team to look like for the season. Um, granted, last week, a lot of it looked the same, right? The defensive line was good. Uh, Cook looked good. The receivers looked good. I think last week it was just, 
kind of Alan's fault <laughs> that everything got messed up. But he got back un- under control this week, and like I think it's exactly what I expected. Dorsey, I think, called a good game. Um, they used all three running backs, which was great. Um, they 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 all look good. Uh, all the receivers look good. Um, the line looked good. Spen- Spencer Brown had a really good game. How about that? Um, McDermott called a good game. I thought um, the defense looked really good. Defensive line good again this week. Milano, of course, looks amazing as always. Uh, it just like all around looked re- re- really good, and I'm I'm excited for this season finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit on a lot of things right there, including the defensive line. Not only the pass rush, but the ability to stop the run. I mean, they stuffed. Josh Jacobs, um, he had, I kept on thinking this was a, okay, so he ended up having nine carries for, no, I kept on thinking this was like a smudge on my laptop, like right next to the two, but it was, it was true, nine carries for negative two yards. I thought it was a smudge. I thought that minus sign on my laptop, like, what is that? Come on. Nope. That was, that was minus two yards. The, the, the running, the rushing leader for the NFL in 2022 couldn't get one yard uh, pass the line of scrimmage today, um, at least collectively. So, uh, his longest run was three yards. <laughs> like that was, that was a great game by the Buffalo bills, not only to get pass rush against Jimmy Garoppolo, but also to, to stop well, one of the best running backs in, in the NFL. So that, that Daquan Jones and at Oliver combination is phenomenal. And then, uh, the, with the pass rushing Rousseau both weeks is that excellent pressure. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. The the Daquan Jones at Oliver. At Oliver looked really good. You mentioned defensive line. At Oliver definitely deserves some credit. He looked he looked great. I mean, when he signed that contract in the offseason, I was like, you know, well, let's hope he plays a little bit better, but we might have seen his ceiling. Well, I think he's kind of playing to that ceiling so far this season. Um, he's coming around. He's getting better, which is which is which is great to see. Um, Mike, what about you before I before I talk anymore? What about you? Your thoughts on the game? Things you like, things that you didn't like? Well, I think we were all in agreement that Allen and Dorsey would have a bounce back game, but I was impressed with just the balance that the team showed overall. It was great to see the running backs involved when they get the lead, they can kill the clock. Um, They had some great quarterback sneaks that we've seen be an issue in the past. And then when they got into short yard situations, like it's always been about Josh Allen when now we, it seems like we have the running back personnel to do it. And then the defensive line, like you said, just, very excited and just if Vaughn is half the player that we think he can be when he comes back it'll be unstoppable um just a great game yeah I think you hit on the you guys both said the running game but Mike you just mentioned it just now it's like the the ability for the Bills to actually run the ball um at will and it wasn't like the Raiders have a terrible run defense they they looked really good against Javante Williams the week before in Denver um it's not like he had a great game he didn't have a James Cook like game last week that's for sure um james cook looked great but then the two backs behind him damian harris got in the mix latavius murray those guys both had a touchdown um and yeah i mean the bills had overall and josh allen didn't have to do hardly any rushing he only had three carries for seven yards the bills had 183 rush yards the raiders only had 55 altogether and a lot of that was in garbage time um had nothing to do with josh jacobs um it was one run from uh someone tucker i don't know who that is but uh Speaking of which, let's go into stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. 
So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, let's go into Josh Allen. Josh Allen was 31 for 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, an extremely efficient game for Josh Allen. I mean, he clearly got the message this past week of trying to do too much. And this week, you know, he, he had the perfect balance of, you know, do, giving, taking what the defense gave him, but then he still had a couple of those signature plays where like, I, what comes to mind is that Gabe Davis pass where he was, Josh was rolling to his right and like the, the pocket was kind of broken down. He was either going to run out of bounds or throw it away. And he ended up flicking it over to, to Gabriel Davis who had like a 40 yard catch, right? Like it was a great pitch and catch, um, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs looked great as well. Um, just Josh Allen, just doing just enough. And that's all you have to do against teams that you you're better than is, is do just enough and not cough the ball up. James cook leading rusher for the Buffalo bills, 17 carries 123 yards. Captain cook, Mike, I think I mentioned this to you over text, but, uh, Chris Berman did like the captain cook nickname for James cook. So really? Yeah. I told him it was wow, all that's me an though. Endorsement. Yeah, that's an endorsement. Oh, I, expected, I expect that from you. <laughs> expect me to take all the credit. No, that was a good one. He was he was like, oh yeah, Captain Cook. He founded the. I forget exactly what he found. Uh, what area or what was it? Hawaii? Somewhere in Hawaii? I don't know. He knew though. He knew the history behind it, which I'm like, oh, that's cool. So. I said third and Cole, and he hung up the phone on me. <laughs> no, he, I didn't do that one. I didn't dare to use third and Cole. It's too polarizing. Um, and plus, he's not on the team anymore, so I can't do it. James Cook, 17. Damian Harris, seven carries for 33 yards, one touchdown. Latavius Murray, six carries for 22 yards, one touchdown. Latavius Murray with a revenge game against the Raiders. Uh, Gabriel Davis, leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, six receptions on seven targets, 92 yards, one touchdown. Stefan Diggs, super efficient, seven receptions on seven targets for 66 yards. Dalton Kincaid was next, uh, five receptions on six targets for 43 yards. James Cook, four receptions on four or four targets for 36 yards. And then Khalil Shakir and Dawson Knox both had touchdowns, 11 and 10 yards respectively, for those two gentlemen. On the Raiders' side of the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo, not a good date game, even for Jimmy Garoppolo standards. The under-over, so we were talking about prop bets on the Thursday preview podcast, and Jimmy Garoppolo, over-under for passing yardage, was like 231 yards. So I was like, you know what? The, they're probably going to be playing from behind. He's probably going to need to pass a lot. It did not matter. I'm glad I did not bet that one at all because Jimmy Garoppolo was 16 for 24, 185 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, leading rusher was someone Tucker I mentioned earlier, one carry for 34 yards. Uh, the big stat there was Josh Jacobs, nine carries for minus two yards. Devontae Adams was leading receiver for the Raiders, six receptions on eight targets for 84 yards and one touchdown. Um, Josh Jacobs did get... Some yardage uh, receiving, though. He had five receptions on six targets for 51 yards, no touchdowns. So um, quick pop quiz for you guys. How many more total yards did Buffalo have than the Raiders? How many more total yards? Do you guys want me to give you a multiple choice? Would that be easier? Because that would like that would make uh, it instead of just one number? Or do you guys just want to take a, take a stab at it? 
I like doing the Price is Right rules thing. Okay, Price is Right. All right, you go first, John. <laughs> You're I don't open like, that. I don't like, you don't like that part. <laughs> John's like, I hate that part of it. Um. <coughs> oh, I unmuted just to cough. That's <laughs> <laughs> a pro move right there. <laughs> um, uh, 200. 200 for John. Mike, over under 200. How many more yards did Buffalo did Buffalo have total yardage over the, the Raiders? Uh, that's a good one, John. It's a really good guess. 201, Nate. <laughs> it, it was 210. 210. <laughs> Mike, John was damn close. I was still man. within 10. You were still within 10. That was really good. You would have won still both wrong. showcases. Still, I'm wrong. Still wrong. Still wrong, but still you would have won both showcases, yeah. right? How close do you have to be to win that? Within like 100 bucks or something, right? Like if you guess your showcase showdown and price is right. Within like a hundred dollars, you win both of them automatically. It's only happened like a few times. Anyway, but yeah, right. Mike, you win both. <laughs> <laughs> four hundred and fifty yards of total offense for the Buffalo Bills. Two hundred and forty for the Raiders. So really good stat right there. Some other good stats. Terrell Bernard had his first career interception today. Um, Latavius Murray got his first touchdown as a Buffalo Bill. So did D- Damian Harris as well. Entering the season, Murray, Latavius Murray, possessed the longest active streak in the NFL of seasons with four-plus rushing touchdowns. He had eight seasons of that. So he just needs three more. No, four-plus, so four more. Injury, uh, Knox has now tied. So he had that touchdown earlier. Knox tied Jay Remersma for the second most receiving touchdowns in a career by by a Bills tight end. Josh Allen at one point started the game 11 for 11 tying his best completion streak to start a game, which goes back to the uh, a September game last year against Miami. Damian Harris, that big kickoff return, we, we mentioned very briefly, like special teams being being done really well. Um, Damian Harris, that was his first kickoff return, the one he'd returned for 41 yards. That looked good, man. He might have a spot in the kickoff return team. I... I feel like that's a wall of shame for me because I've only ever heard watching the Bills game. I've only ever heard this. He's only got the kicker to beat. Oh, tackle the midfield. (laughs) Every other guy runs past him, right? Only got the kicker to beat. Oh, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 9 touchdown. (laughs) It's still way better than our returners dropping the ball like they did the last couple of seasons. Oh yeah, well in comparison to that. But yeah, normally it's like they make the they make well, the yeah, kickers look silly. Comparing to me having a heart attack while watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they normally it's like yeah they make we the can kick- get tackled at midfield by the kicker every time and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> they look they look they normally make those guys just like they deke them out of their shoes, right? Like, and this guy like ran right into him, and he totally like tackled him perfectly. <laughs> Body <laughs> slammed him in the ground. <laughs> Lucky he didn't fumble. Yeah, yeah. Wall of shame for Mike that that return that wasn't good enough for uh, to to beat the. Uh, I mean, he's a good running back. He should have been able to bowl him over too, right? Like, he's a bit between the tackles running back. Should just like truck him, truck him, hit stick him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Been waiting for a run back that we had that they could use the hit stick. Mike Tolbert, wasn't it? We were hoping Damian Harris. Uh, <laughs> man, if you're looking for a wall of shame, I guess that's one of them, right? Khalil Shakir scored his first touchdown of the season, the second of his career. Gabe Davis had his first touchdown of the season. The Bills possessed the ball for nine minutes and one second on the team's opening touchdown drive of the second half. That marks the team's longest drive since a nine minute and 22 
second drive in week three at Miami of last season. That was, that was good to see. I mean, you guys both mentioned running the ball. That was good to see them actually be able to run the clock out. Credit to Dorsey on that. A constant whipping boy of the Buffalo Bills fan base. Um, he called a pretty good game. It's, Matt it's, Milan- like, it's like deja vu, right? Like Dable, everybody was like, oh, Dable stinks, blah, 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 blah. And then he leaves and they're like, oh, no, we need Dable. <laughs> Like, well, come on. <laughs> I, I miss him so much. Uh, Matt Milano tallied another interception. Um, after recording one in week week one last week versus the Jets, he's tallied interceptions in consecutive games during the 2018 season. But technically, the streak goes back to the last regular season game against the New England Patriots, where he recorded one there. So if you include last last season's week 17 game to these first two games, his streak goes to three games and he's the first bills linebacker with a nah. three game interception streak since Kiko Alonso in 2013. No, that doesn't count with his 66 yards receiving today. Stefan Diggs has surpassed Thurman Thomas for the most, for the six most receiving yards in team history. Wow. That's incredible. We haven't talked about history or injuries a whole lot. Micah Hyde had a hamstring injury today, and Leonard Floyd had an ankle injury today. So um, two major players on the defense having um, injury concerns. We'll have to keep track of that throughout the week and talk about it on the uh, preview podcast later. 27-year-old Josh Allen has five career games with three passing touchdowns while completing at least 80% of his passes. That's the most before turning 30 in NFL history. That's crazy. Anytime he has a stat like that and he's beating Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I feel like I'm surprised by that. That's that's a great stat. And those were stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. After we get back, we're going to do our Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame and our sweet sassy molassie play of the game and a couple of giveaways. So, uh, so stick around. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons. I am your host, Nate. Guys, thank you so much for talking about this. Uh, for listening to us talk about this Bills win against the Raiders. Um, I've been trying to incorporate a lot more Chris Berman talk ever since the interview. So um, feel John, Mike, you know what was funny? Um, I mentioned this to John, but I didn't tell you. Obviously, our name Circling the Wagons is based purely on Chris Berman's, you know, nobody circles wagons like the Buffalo Bills. But one thing I never really put two and two together is I'm prepping for this interview, and I know that Chris Berman has done a lot, has had a lot of nicknames, but like that's kind of one of our signature things on this podcast is coming up with nicknames for players. Like it was never intentional to do it because Chris Berman does it also, but like that's just kind of funny. It's funny and coincidental that we both had that. You know? Usually when you do a long intro soliloquy, you're like bracing me for bad news. So is he like suing you over the name? <laughs> he's like, actually, you can't, you know, this is, a, he's like, actually, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know how he always did those back, those, uh, those uh, home run derbies like back, 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 back. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm going to take your podcast name back, 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 back. <laughs> it's gone. Oh man. No, he was so cool. He was just like, well, circling the wagons. I got to come out of this podcast. You know, it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> For any of you that haven't checked it out, I seriously, sincerely recommend you do. Um, it was, it was really cool. He's as cool as you think he would be um, on an interview that he is like, you know, in real life. So. Let's see. All right. So and what what percentage is he getting? <laughs> he did an intro for us at the end. I, I felt bad because I'm like, you know, I've, I was like, 
I've talked to a lot of Bills players, not a lot of them, like maybe, you know, 10. I was like, I've never asked them this, but like, you know, you're the reason why our podcast name exists. Like, would you mind doing like a quick, like, he's like, I'm surprised it took you this long to ask me. (laughs) 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 Of course. uh, How's this? And then he just swung, (laughs) swung from the hip or whatever. Um, Shot from the hip. That's what it is. Swung from the hip. (laughs) Confusing my, uh, anyway, but uh, (laughs) yeah, he's like, uh, you're listening. It was funny. Funny. I got to do his, his voice more often, but um, yeah. Uh, let's do our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game. Sweet sassy molassy, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rub down. All right, so this one, uh, John, John, you start with this one. What was your sweet sassy molassy play in this Bills victory? I'm gonna go with the Bernard interception. Um, it was a great play all around. Daquan Jones with the pressure, Rousseau with the tip, Bernard with the pick, and then, of course, like. At that point in time, the Bills were down by seven. They had just gone three and out. But that turnover led directly to a fourth and one conversion and a touchdown for the Bills. And then they never looked back after that. Um, So that is my play of the game. I like that one a lot. A team effort on that interception. Like you said, Daquan with the the pressure. I mean, he just shot right up the middle. I mean, that was... I miss Daquan. We missed him a lot in that Bengals game, and it's very evident. He has not lost a step so far. I, I'd be okay with them re-signing him, to be honest. If they re-signed him tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset whatsoever. I'd be like, good. I know he's 34 years old. That's fine. Sign him for a two-year contract. That's okay with me. I'm quite all right with that. Uh, Mike, what was your sweet sassy molassy play of the game? I had that one down as well, 100%. It showed team defense, and just everybody stepped up to make the play. However, because John said that, I something else comes to mind with an even, like, for the game, that was my favorite play. For the season, I will say was apps not body slamming Allen when Allen tried to hurdle him. Uh, <laughs> that, I think, showed, like, he was would have been well within his rights to tackle him harder. Uh, so... <laughs> That was my sportsmanship. Oh my gosh! Thank goodness. Play of the play of the game with a little bit of hindsight. Yeah, his his former uh, college teammate at Wyoming, right? Apps for the Raiders. It's like a safety or a linebacker. I can't re- can't remember, but yeah, yeah. He he went to Josh went to hurdle him. <laughs> Just the guy had no business trying to do that. And the guy, yeah, right. He could have absolutely ended his season. Um, Potentially with 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 a good hit on that one, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a good one, Mike. That's a good one. I had not thought of that one. I did not list that one as one of my many. Uh, I love the Terrell uh, Bernard interception, like John mentioned. That's actually my Gettysburg of the game. Four score and seven years ago. Because at that point, they were losing 0-7. And like John mentioned, the, the interception kind of turned the game around. The Bills' offense just went three and out right before the interception. So, like, they were sputtering. It, it felt like, you know, when when the Raiders marched down the field to start the game and they scored a touchdown, it's like, and, you know, that coupled with last week's loss, it felt like that point in Waterboy where Rob Strider was like, oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> and it was just like, ah, oh, this is going to be a long game. And... And, you know, the interception kind of brought it back. The Bills scored on a on a Murray, Latavius Murray four-yard touchdown. They never looked back. So that was my Gettysburg of the game. I did love the interception. I'm actually going to give the sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game uh, this week to the Gabe Davis uh, third-quarter touchdown. It was uh, on fourth and goal. 
It was a play where the Bills were originally going to kick it, and then McDermott decided when they were they were up 21-10, instead of just taking the three, um, Allen talked to him. He decided that he was going to go for it, and the Bills ended up – it was a, it was a good pass to Gabriel Davis. He, he came forward. He caught the ball in the end zone, and then he kind of like fell forward, but the momentum was just enough that it, it counted for a touchdown. Um, I love that play. It was, it was Gabriel Davis's get-right game. This week, although it was Josh Allen's, it was the entire team's get right game, really, you know, including Josh Allen. But um, the fact that uh, McDermott was just going to take the safe three, but then Allen convinced him not to. And the fact that he listened to Allen and it ended up being the right decision, like a lot of things went into that play. I was really happy with the outcome. Obviously, it didn't matter. The Bills won, you know, by 28 points um, and that one put him up by 18. But uh, it was just good to see just to see all around from coaching to Allen and everything like that. You know, it's really only Allen's get right game, right? Like everybody else was fine last week, right? Yeah, good point. Good point. Everyone wasn't, even the offensive line wasn't absolutely terrible last week. You know, they, they only gave up like the 10th least pressures. Um, it was just Josh Allen was taking more contact than he needed to. You're right. It was more of just a Josh Allen get right game. I also want to point out earlier, you mentioned something about Daquan Jones being 34. He's actually 31. So. Well, 31? Oh, sign him for a five-year contract. He's, he's got he's got some more time. <laughs> sign him for six, seven more years. I don't care. 31? Oh, that's so much better. Thank you. Man, how many things do I bring up on the podcast where you're like fact-checking me nonstop? And this it, is the it's only a lot. Sometimes about. I don't get to it because you go into the next segment. But <laughs> Are you constantly fact-checking me? <laughs> like, that doesn't sound right. Let me look at it. <laughs> I, I opened the podcast. I'm like, the Bills win 38 to 10. You're like, fact check. Let me see if that's right. <laughs> Minus two yards rushing. That can't be right. Fact check. <laughs> oh, John, you son of a bitch. You always. <laughs> uh, but they should have kicked it there, right? I was one of those. I, I was joking around on Twitter. It's like one of those where I'm like, what are you doing? Why aren't you just taking the three points? It's right there. It puts you up by 14 points, right? Like that's. I agree 100 percent with going for it. I know you do, John. John will go for it from your own thirty if you could. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not ridiculous, <laughs> but no, I I was definitely on board with going for it there. But I was, I, I, I was the time jo- before when they didn't make it. I was. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was. time you that time you didn't want him to. No, I was on board with that too. John um, was staunchly against that one. <laughs> that no, was a, that was a smart. It's funny play. how he's always right, regardless of the outcome. <laughs> I was good for every fourth down that they went for today. I jokingly texted Nate when it was like fourth and ten that they should go for it, but that I didn't really. <laughs> I was just joking. Oh, that, that one point. he didn't mean. <laughs> that was just that was just they a kicked, goof, they guys. Kicked, they kicked it then, so. But you know. uh, yeah, John is the fourth down king over here. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of you guys don't have another Gettysburg besides that one, right? The Terrell Bernard interception. I mean, it was kind of the turning point. I no, guess yeah, could, I agree. I agree with that. And for those of you that don't know, I, for, I keep forgetting, we probably have a bunch of new listeners that have never heard the podcast before. Gettysburg of the game is just like, you know, Gettysburg, the the battle of the Civil War that changed the tides of the war from one to the other. And we were just looking for a name of a play that kind of changed the tide of the game. Not necessarily the Sweet Sassy Molassie, your play of the game, but something that, you know, Help the Bills win. So that was mine. Uh, There's got to be a thousand better names. Well, the Union was always going to win with their manufacturing base. Let's get real. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know enough about American history to dispute. Um, no, except the the South had tanks. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know. I can't. 
<laughs> with other manufacturers. Well, maybe they had. Uh... Let's just move on. We'll think yeah. we can find something better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm all for it. something. We could call that... it the turning point. <laughs> uh, if there was something else, you could like slap another bigger... sponsor on there. What turns? Hmm. Mm. Things that turn. Things that turn. We'll have to we'll have to circle back to that one. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that one, Mike. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that one. Um, actually, so this is what we're going to do at this point in the podcast. Uh, we're going to switch over to our own uh, podcast feed for the last part for the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame segment, where we have some really great uh, submissions by some listeners, uh, and then we're going to do our two giveaways over there at the other. Uh, podcast as well. And another thing is, if you if you are following our other podcast feed, I did do a Twitter space with uh, a few listeners that were uh, gave us their thoughts of the game. It was really cool content. Some things on there that we won't discuss at all on this podcast that you should check that out when you get a chance. Over all you have to do is check out uh, Circling the Wagons on any of your podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So uh, again, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, and so for me, John, Mike, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys on the uh, Circling the Wagons podcast feed. Fan circle. There could what? be like a fan company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still on that? <laughs> you're still on the uh, the turn fan yeah. circle? Oh, okay. All you right. could do like the little like turn, 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 turn. That's a song. What song is that? By the is birds. That, is the that 60s. the two everything turn turn turn? Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Every classic. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah yeah. John knows. <laughs> Look, if you Google fan company, something comes right up. Hunter fan company. Wide variety of styles and features. So next week it'll be the Hunter fan turn <laughs> turning turning point of the game. Turning, turning yeah yeah yeah. Turning point of the game. There's a there's a fan <laughs> company called Big Ass Fans. I, I gotta find out how to get them to sponsor. Big ass fans. This is the turning point. Play the game by big ass fans. <laughs> uh, it's funny because like when they do like churches and stuff like that, because they're really big fans. When they do churches and stuff, they just have to like take that off the logo. <laughs> just put it on like the donkey. It's really funny. Um, anyway, Wait, do what? Put it on a because it's because it's big ass fans. So like their logo is like a donkey, and then oh. the big ass fans. So they just put the donkey on there instead of the verbiage so maybe it goes with religion religion's always talking about asses i know ass yeah like moses tied his ass to the mountain then tied his ass to the tree and then walked up the mountain (laughs) he did (laughs) how do you tie your ass to a tree because it's a donkey I was thinking he was walking up with a tree tied to his his behind. And I was like, the tree must have been small and cut down. Yeah, I think it was like Mount Sinai when he was going to get the tablets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like oh. yeah. So it's very religious, actually. It'd be yeah. perfect. Um, yeah, we'll work on that. So uh <laughs> that was so if you're if you're following us now on this podcast uh platform, thank you guys. For doing that now that mom and dad aren't watching we can have some fun um, with this one uh so anything goes anything goes uh as far as uh let's do wall of fame and wall of shame uh the wall of fame and wall of shame is brought to you by the twin spire sportsbook at delago uh john what are you going to put on your wall of fame in this victory 
Uh, Mike's not going to like my answer, but it's everybody. Um, a lot of we've already talked about um, defensive line from Rousseau to Oliver to um, Daquan Jones. Um, excellent. Dorsey was good. McDermott was good. Third and fourth down conversions. Um, what were they? Like 10 for 17 on third and fourth down conversions. And the defense was good too. They were they held the Raiders to three of seven on third down. Time of possession. You mentioned that uh, initial drive after halftime was almost 10 minutes for the game. It was like 20 versus 40 minutes in the Bills' favor. Um, Cook, Cook, 123 yards rushing. We already talked about 159 yards uh, combined. Uh, Allen, comeback to earth game, super efficient, did really, really good. Everybody. Yeah, that's. That's a lot. I can see my Mike might not like that one. That's that you did. <laughs> Who didn't you mention? The secondary, the Bills secondary. I think those are the Bills offensive line. Even the offensive line. You mentioned Spencer Brown, John. I'm so glad you brought that up earlier. I know he's not Wall of Fame worthy, but he was going up against Max Crosby with and with Chandler Jones out. Max Crosby is their best pass rusher. And even in the the half of of. Uh, the Broncos Raiders game I watched last week, like he was disruptive. He was, I, I remember watching him being like, oh crap, he's going to go up against Spencer Brown all next week. And dude, Spencer Brown held his own. So you didn't mention that. I'm not going to necessarily put him on the wall of fame or an honorable mention, but he's not on the wall of shame. That's for sure. And that's a pretty big step. So John covered a lot and, uh, and a lot of things, a lot of good things there. Um, Mike, yeah, it's good, but the whole point of an award, like you don't give every single person the award, whatever. For me, it's- Hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, real quick. At the ESPYs, the Pat Tillman Service of the Year Award, DeMar Hamlin presented it to the all of the service and training staff members of the Buffalo Bills. It wasn't just Denny Kennington. It was the entire staff of like nine or 10 or 11 people. So you can do that, um, but extraneous circumstances where they save someone's life. Yes, I agree. Not for and then it was one one tiny facet of the team, I would say. And then the fact you know, like it's just so out of the norm, and it, it, some would say idiotic to do it week in and week out. <laughs> for me, Thanks. no offense, John. No offense, John. <laughs> they pick one one thing. That was possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No offense, John. <laughs> Just I would expect it to come only out of an idiot's it, mouth. But no it's okay. I, I anticipated this. It's fine. <laughs> he did. He did call it. He didn't say quite. John's is like, he just said Mike's not going to like it. It's like, Mike's not going to call me the biggest idiot ever for saying this. But So John didn't miss you the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Wait, you guys have been doing it for a couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that meme. You guys have been getting paid for this? Uh, Wall of Fame? <laughs> for me, it's arm angles. Uh for Allen, he had a great game. The efficiency was there. wasn't pushing it down the field, but it seemed more than any other time that he could throw in a window. And then even when guys are dragging him down, like he's got the side, like fitting it in different places. It seems like he's really worked on that and I hadn't seen it before. So just not in that conventional throwing posture and stance and then off platform, I was really impressed. And then just, I thought that's something last week we saw too, where, um, he was cognizant of where the line of scrimmage is, as we know, like you, you, your body can go. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting with the NFL. It's not your feet, right? It's like the ball where it crosses the line and you could see last week, like that was, um, I was reading that that was the fastest someone has been running when they threw 
a touchdown pass since they've started keeping track of that. So like, I'm just impressed by, I don't think we've fully appreciated and seen the work he's done in the off season and hopefully it'll continue to we'll witness the improvement and it'll all um, come to fruition, but this is a great game. And I was just, I, I thought the throws were, are really something to see. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow. That was really in depth. Who'd you steal that from? Who'd you, who, who's doing that? Lance Erline or something? Or uh, Dan Orlovsky? Is that a tweet? That's straight from Mike's. That was just. Nice. Wow. No, mine's Man. definitely not that good. <laughs> mine's, mine's, mine's like the run game. <laughs> Did I mean? Do you agree? Like you could oh, yeah. see? No, where everything he was you said was sidearm, right? Yeah, everything you said like made sense. I never thought of it that way. I I, I remember thinking, and you know, I didn't. I didn't. Like even if, I've seen Mahomes about... do it. Nobody else, though. I mean, not to take away from Allen, but certainly seen Mahomes make those throws. But no, I mean, no, I can't think of anybody else. If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes being in this league, would we be talking about Josh Allen being like? the cream of the crop, like as far as what he can do. Cause I mean, how many times have you watched other quarterbacks just in regular games? Like tonight's like what the Patriots versus two or the, the dolphins. Right. And it's, you don't look at each of these quarterbacks and you'd be like, these guys we're witnessing something special. Like, like you feel like you do that whenever Josh doesn't, you know, have a game like he does. He did last week against the jets. I feel like we're thinking that like, this is, this is incredible, right? He is the cream of the crop. It's not, it's not limited to one player at one position. Josh Allen is the cream of the crop. He's yeah, he's part of that cream of the crop. Patrick Mo- <laughs> the crop. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't probably John can return the favor. I don't think he would like this, but I think Mahomes is responsible for like stretching a lot of that in the quarterback play, and like it's kind of like Roger think- Bannister in the four four minute mile, right? Like nobody, like it's it's impossible. Like nobody can do it until somebody does, and now everybody's chasing that. And I, I don't know if. I think both Allen and Mahomes are on the same level, personally. I still think it's one, it's one A and one B. Well, that's one. They're both one, so the same level. Like you, you rank them mm-hmm. one two, but that's fine. But that's still the same tier. So same. Level. Okay, fine. Uh, one two golf, and then three and four. Not not that sport I mean. golf. Schism. Like a big golf right. of like like the golf chasm. Yeah. <laughs> Allen and Mahomes. Well, are maybe Florida. Burrow. Maybe Burrow. I was gonna say Burrow's pretty good. Oh, Burrow's not looking Maybe too Herbert. good. <laughs> yeah, aren't the Bengals zero two now? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's gonna need that when it comes uh, comes time for playoff seating. So yeah, yeah, I like Mike. Everything he said. I didn't know that stat about his touchdown last week with the fastest on a throw, or was it this week? Was it this week? You said that it was last week. Was the last fastest week. somebody had been running, running while and, and so, while they re- released. A touchdown throw. Yeah, we definitely take that for granted for sure. Having since he's been here, what six years now? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So, um, why my wall of fame run game? No, um, everything John mentioned, um, everything Mike mentioned, that those were all really good. Um, I was just gonna say Allen for playing smarter football, uh, but arm angles is is really cool, really insightful. Uh, beating, how about this? Being so good or beating a team so badly that your second stringers get to play for like five or 10 minutes. Like that was pretty cool to see, like getting, like you have guys like Dean Jackson force that fumble. Like that looked really good. Of course, Dean Jackson would normally be starting if it wasn't for Christian Benford being so good. Um, but that was cool to see. Like that's how deep this team is. It was, it was, it was fun to see them. Even the second stringers beat up um, on the Raiders. 
Yes, um, just to piggyback off the talking about the corners, but Kyer Elam has been inactive the first two weeks of the season. What do you make of that? He's not as good as uh, Christian Benford and Dane Jackson. I know that's, that's that's how good their depth is, though. Like what you just said. Like I mean, so like you, you would see it. You'll you'll see an occasional tweet where he's like, "Oh, he's a bust. Elam's a bust. First round, whatever." It's the second year, <laughs> yeah, and he's shown flashes, but. I wouldn't. I, it's way too early to call him a bust. I think they. I think it's just that they're so deep and like everybody's really good. I think. I think you're right. That's. I don't put so much on Elam. Maybe it's because I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he because he had showed he has showed up when you know at certain times. But yeah, I think it's just that Benford and Dane Jackson are playing so well as opposed to Elam playing so poorly. Um, and it's not necessarily fair because we're used to Tre'Davious White and he came in as a rookie and he was really good. Um, not everyone's built like Tredavious White, right? So the expectations can't necessarily be equal. And White, to me, over two games has been a little inconsistent. So there is a little worry there. Um, I almost, like, I mean, through two games, small sample size, Benford is probably their best guy. Benford got lucky with that penalty that got basically taken away, right? Like that pass interference call. I thought for sure that was pass interference, right? Oh, me too. Me too, especially seeing it live. But then when they you know, had instant replay of it. It didn't look that bad. He did turn around and, you know, they, there were hands on each other, but he wasn't pushing the other guy to the ground. Right. Like before the ball got there, I thought it was actually a good call, but still the bills don't get those calls. <laughs> like even if they're like iffy, it's always just assumed that the bills are going to get that flag. Right. right. Um, second, second time um, in second weeks where I thought a play was definitely going to go against the bills like that. Josh Allen fumble the first week. Like I, I was like, this is definitely going to go. And then they called it dead and they didn't end up reversing it. I don't think you can, but they didn't end up doing it. So John wall of shame in today's win. Can you put anyone on your wall of shame? Is it possible? I, I don't have a, a legit one, um, but I'll throw this out there. Um, so like Tokyo spikes was honored as a, a legend of the game uh, today for their home opener. Um, my wall of shame is going to go to, I'm sure people have seen his tweet. Um, whoever made the accommodations for spikes to watch the game. Um, <clears throat> and in his tweet, he says, I, I um, congrats to the bills for getting a dominant win in the home opener. I wish I could have stayed for the entire game, but seating accommodations were not the standard. Um, and then there's a picture of him with like an overhang in front of him <laughs> where he's sitting that's obstructing some of the fields. Um, I, I don't know why you would put a player like, like you know, somebody you're inviting to the game to speak and, and do these things in, in, in to sit there. Right. And then like Tim Graham retweeted it and mentioned that, hey, somebody mentioned that the same thing happened to Marv Levy last year where somebody said that he wasn't putting Levy didn't say it, but somebody else said that Levy was put in a bad spot or something that was overwhelming. And it was like, okay, I don't know who's making these accommodations for these players, but maybe they should be on the, the wall of shame. So, Tim Graham's tweet wrote that, uh, that he said the hall of famer told, told him that he was appalled where Marv Levy was seated at last year's home opener in, in the general area with fans who were nice, but too overwhelming for a 91-year-old man. Like, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy to sit 91-year-old Marv Levy with the general fans. Like, at least, I guess, 
Tequila Spikes wasn't in the general fan seating section. But if you look at the tweet, which has gotten like almost 4 million views at this point, <laughs> like he's almost, I guess you'd say like 70% of his glass viewing area is blocked by a structure in front of him, a seating structure in front of him, the 300 section. And it's just like, why does this seat even exist? <laughs> like, why do you, why did they even create something like this? You know, where it could look this poorly. Bro, that glass room could be a hundred feet in either direction from where he's sitting. We have no idea. He, he could have sat a little bit over to the left and it would have been so bad, maybe. He might have been able to walk a hundred yards to the left. Yeah, he could have also gone to the right, though, it looks like. And it looks like he could see an even worse view. Yeah, that's looking. probably where the giant buffet <laughs> is set up. Uh, it looks like it's Remember a that time you bought us tickets and it was supposed <laughs> to be heated and food and it turned out to be neither giant buffet of like hot dogs and <laughs> tater tots <laughs> it's stale crackers and like moldy cheese it's just yeah like the the most basic of basic that looks like it's a card table he's sitting next to <laughs> like yeah jo- mike the the seats that that you're never going to let me live down. <laughs> the one good thing is, though, I actually brought John to a game where we did have the heated seats and stuff and the overhang and nice views. That's cool. We didn't have food, though. There was no food given to you. It was just... That, that makes me feel better that you guys did that. <laughs> Dude, it's not even saying Marv Levy complained about it. It's like Tequio Spikes said he was a follower. Mar- like Marv Levy maybe asked to be sit sitting on the 50 yard line or behind the players or like who the hell knows it's like people are outraged on behalf of other people well it said that like uh, a bill's hall of famer said that he was appalled that levy was where he was so yeah that narrows it down right like it was either kelly or thomas or reed or smith that said hey levy shouldn't have been in that spot (laughs) yeah and maybe marv is i don't know (laughs) I'm appalled for other people <laughs> in this one. You're right. Maybe he did want that. I have a hard time believing that. As many games as I've been to, I haven't seen many 90-year-old people rolling up in the general seating section where I've been. So, like, I guess, yeah, I get like, th- like, is a he probably didn't request anything, right? Levy's just like, yeah, whatever. They just put him there. That is probably what happened, right? Possibly, or but maybe he- it was for ten minutes so he could then come out from there onto the field at halftime for something. I have no idea. I just, we're talking people get outraged about other people. It's just kind of, it just goes in circles. It's exhausting. I'm, we were talking before the podcast even started, like he should have been in the owner's box, right? If there's anyone that should be part of the owner's box, it shouldn't be John Bon Jovi or some celebrity that you always see it like Jerry Jones or the Philadelphia Eagles, like owner's box, right? Like it should be the guy who's representing your your team uh, as an NFL legend. That's who should be in the box with you for that game. It should be your special guest. That's what I would do. That's what you guys would do. I'm sure if you were owners, like as a sign of respect, but you you don't like, maybe he asked to be there or maybe he was, it was right before he was going onto the field. Like we have no idea. I'm telling you it will. He was not asking for that. (laughs) I I, 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 no, there's no way that a guy like Kelly Thomas Reed or Smith would have said that. But it's just hearsay. If that was the case. You didn't hear it from Jim Kelly. You heard it from some dude on Twitter. Tim Graham. Some dude who talked to a dude. Hall of Fame. Oh. Bill's player. (laughs) He's a reporter. (laughs) 
He was reporting what he heard. <laughs> yeah. I guess the whole thing. Takeo Spikes puts MBA in the title the, of his the, name. I did notice that. <laughs> He's very proud of it. He got a master's. He should he should put oh it in there. Yeah. <laughs> How many NFL players have masters in business? How many NFL players did not waste their money <laughs> and do not need <laughs> to go get <laughs> including Takeo Spikes, he does not need that. We wasted it. It could be what he wants to do though. Like it's not just John, why don't you change in support? Why don't you change your Twitter to college graduate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at look at here. Look at that's a humble brag if it's, I ever saw it's, one. <laughs> it's called it's called X, Mike. I'm sorry. Oh. Do you what do you how much weight do you put on a I'm master's just let me just backtrack. If uh, congrats <laughs> to him. Congrats to him. Congratulations. I'm salty because in elementary school our principal had we all had to call him doctor and you got in trouble if if uh, you forgot and called him Mister, and I didn't even know you could be a doctor and not <laughs> treat people <laughs> because I was in elementary school. So get in trouble for saying, "Oh, Mister So and So." Oh, it's Doctor. I'm like what? <laughs> I thought you were the principal. <laughs> Talk about like swinging around your title, man! Like that guy sounds like a jerk. <laughs> You gonna you're gonna cost a first grader for not knowing that your doctor would when the only person who he's ever called doctor has been in a, an exam room, <laughs> you know, once like once a year for the six years in life he's been alive, <laughs> doesn't even remember the first three. <laughs> so, uh, what a dude! I don't remember before ten. What do you remember before? <laughs> you remember that? That was before ten. <laughs> what a oh yeah. Yeah. What a loser. Dude, people who yeah, that's funny. I would be upset too if I were you in that one. Um, but yeah, I th I always cuz my cuz my wife has a I'm masters. Asshole. I don't have a masters. <laughs> my sisters does and my brother-in-law does, so they like joke around and they're like, "Oh, well, whoever's got a masters at this table." And I don't, and I'm just like, "You know what? I feel like masters are overrated." <laughs> I feel like I feel like you can get infinitely so. You could probably get one from University of Phoenix in six it, months. Yeah, six months. Yeah, it's easily six months. You probably get two of them in six months. <laughs> That's how easy <laughs> masters are to come by. <laughs> they just give them to you. I had a friend like in undergrad. I feel like undergrad is so much harder. In my in my friend who stayed for his masters, the day. same program. He's like, they paid me to do the master's degree. I'm like, how hard can that possibly be? Oh, you just do a master's thesis. Oh, you mean that like you have to study for something for two years and talk about it later? I bet you I could do that. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> people are like, what did you talk about? Like, oh, this thing you've been studying for two years. Yeah. Like if I studied anything for two years, I could study flat earth theory for two years and then I could defend it in front of 10 other professors. I'm sure by that point, <laughs> I spent 10 hours a week doing it. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I feel like it's better for like, you're going for an entry level position that you don't have any experience for, but like experience trumps a lot of things. Like almost everything, right? Right. Yeah. Have you ever known anyone with a master's degree to not announce that they have one? Like Tequila, Tequila Spikes is just the epitome of anyone that has a master's. It's just like you know, he could be like proud of it. Like he could be like the first person in his family to graduate college or something, and like be like really like proud of what he's accomplished there. Uh huh. 
Be proud of it and... to yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I. I don't know anything about him. I'm just speculating. I'm sure, like, he's right? also the. It could the, be. It could be a thing. He's also the first one to to intercept a pass from Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have that on his Twitter bio. <laughs> yeah, he's just gotta throw that. He's just gotta make me feel bad because I don't have one. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. I remember being so excited when they signed him. Like, oh, this is going to end the drought. Just like everything else. <laughs> he was a good player, though. He, like, even after we signed him, he was good for us, too. They just, like, the organization was in shambles. Yeah, you, you, it's funny because a lot of people were commenting under that tweet. And people were like, come back to the 49ers. We would never do that to you. It's like, just stop. Yeah, I played for a few different teams. Yeah, Cincinnati and, yeah. It's like you don't know that. You don't know if your team's like treats everyone so much better, but it's probably true. The Bills probably treat their players the worst out of most teams. I just have that feeling. So anyway, that's a good wall of shame. I don't have a wall of shame. Mike, you don't have a wall of shame, right? Or do you? Oh, you gave one to uh, um, Damian Harris for not being able to run past the punter. That's a good one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mike gave one to Damian Harris for a 45-yard kick re- punt return or whatever. Yeah, kick return. <laughs> Yeah. Mike Mike's shitting, <laughs> shitting on the best punt, kick return we've had all season. Game two. Yeah. Since I mean, watch any other game. Watch I'll, any other game. I challenge you. You hear only the kicker to beat. It's a, You'll then I'll, hear touchdown. Outside, outside of Naheem Hines returning the kickoff returns against the Patriots last year, in the last three years, if they had any returners that have been anywhere near that one return they had today i don't think they. i'll had give one you how about i can reach back to i only have to go back last week to when i heard only the kicker to beat uh, oh touch on like that's it like as soon as i hear that like oh it's over hey, only the kicker to the beat. Bills. and he runs right into him <laughs> wait the he bills falls. returned the bills returned to kick last week i don't understand what the you're Jets saying did yeah yeah i get it but that's not what i Oh, that punter. Oh, yeah, our punter. Jeez, what was that compared to we didn't. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. They would have just kicked a field goal because that's all they needed at that point. Yeah, live to live to play another day, fight another day. But stupid shots. (laughs) All right, let's go over to Twitter where I ask who is on your wall of fame or wall of shame in this week's victory. Big R is in. He writes the. Wall of Fame, the defense, one bad drive, everything else was dominance. Also, Josh Diggs and Cook. Wall of Shame, gas prices in California, climate change, etc., but nothing Bills related this week. Still sour after giving up the W against the Jets, but good dominant win this week. Dude, that's those are good wall of shames. Gas price. Well, I don't live in California, so I don't I didn't know they were that bad, but climate change, man, that's not good. That's not good. But the the one the one good thing I can say about climate change is that we live in a place in Western New York where like it's going to be like the new Florida. <laughs> it's like in just a few years, we'll be living in Florida weather. Everyone flocks to Florida and North Carolina because they have such great weather. Like that's where we're going to live. You know, we're just going to be in that weather. It's never going to get below like 50 or so. And it's going to be nice. So, I mean, Florida will be like hell. It'll be a hellscape to live in Florida at that point. But I feel like the, the we'll have another ice age before rochester new york is going to be 50 is the lowest temperature for the whole year you think we'll have another yeah that's probably more fair <laughs> another ice age it couldn't go that well it couldn't go that well for us be like we have palm trees now nope it's just um we live in igloos now that's our thing that's what we do now in buffalo and rochester uh mike graham writes wall of fame ed oliver and, Mal- and matt milano if matt milano 
keeps playing like this, he will be wall of fame every week. Josh Allen gets a shout out for playing smart and still doing JA 17 things. Wall of shame. Who kept saying Dorsey was a problem. I think he has put together two solid game plans. Uh, absolutely. In the moment last week, I was totally against Dorsey, but now looking back at it, especially having a couple of days after that game to really look back at it, it was, it was almost all Josh Allen that week. Um, and I like what Mike said about Matt Milano. Matt Milano definitely deserves a Wall of Fame mention for sure. Pete Twinkle writes Wall of Shame, and he shares the picture of Takeo Spikes looking looking uh, at a at a set of uh, concrete bleachers in front of him. <laughs> concrete seating section. In today's day and age, we we could easily find how big that room is. Could we not? Yeah, that looks like. We could find John's doing so much fact checking on everything I say. John, go look for the seating sections. <laughs> no, I already checked. It's, it's it's only like a couple more feet in each direction. So it's it's, it's John like, doesn't yeah. fact check things that don't follow his narrative, Nate. You know <laughs> okay, that. Yeah, we know that, of course. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, All right, then you fact check it. He makes a decision. <laughs> he closes his mind. <laughs> It's like a steel trap. It's like, boom! <laughs> that window who, pane next to him. Who's going to fact check the fact checker? So you you can decide amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, Jacob Schoberl writes, Wall of Fame, the Buffalo Bills. Great team effort all around. With the exception of the first possession, team was incredible. Wall of Shame, me for trading Cook in fantasy. Sweet Sassy, Matt Milano interception. What a play. That was a good Sweet Sassy. I didn't have that, but that was a that was a good play. Great play. He mossed him. He Randy mossed Josh Jacobs on that play. Took the that ball was, right out. That of was him. a great play. That that was probably my second my my second one. That was good. I'm glad Jacob mentioned that. Bill Lasso writes Wall of Fame running backs being effective and receivers all coming through in big situations. Wall of Shame Dorsey. The sh wow, interesting. The shotgun handoffs. Handoffs up the middle are the worst play in football. Glad to see he called more under center runs throughout the game. But Dorsey, throw out the shotgun handoffs. You know what? I I was going to criticize that a little bit, but he's right. Whenever he, they were able to run the ball up the middle, but it's when they were in shotgun, they weren't able to do it. They weren't able to do it last week either. That's a wow. I don't know. I feel like late in the game, Cook had a lot of big gains on that play. So I'm not, I, I can see early maybe, but. No. At like and then they went to Murray and then when they went back to Cook, like I think it was fine. Yeah, it was only in the beginning that they were having issues with that, but maybe they weren't under. Maybe they were under center as they got. That's that's pretty impressive. I wasn't paying be, attention. The it would be interesting to see the splits and the stats and all that to see for sure. I guess. Mm -hmm. Ian writes Wall of Fame Joshua, the running back room, Matt Milano, honorable mention Dalton Kincaid. The kid's going to be a problem. Yeah, he's going to be a problem when they pass to him a little bit more than four times a game. I like that they include Dawson Knox, but I don't know. I think Dawson Knox is good. I just really, really want to see Dalton Kincaid catch the ball a lot more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Knox has looked good. I, he, I think he said he had a couple of uh, drops or half drops that, you know, he either wasn't ready for or he just dropped, but over the last couple of weeks, um, I like both being on the field though, like, and, and having the option to pass to either, and the other team not knowing who might not who might get it, uh, I think this is going to be great. And Kincaid's still a rookie, like first round or not. Tight ends take usually a little bit time to develop, um, but I think Kincaid has looked really good when he's had the opportunity. So I'm 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 excited overall. 
on that first Latavius Murray touchdown, um, it was him and Deion Dawkins um, blocking on that side that that allowed him to get into the end zone. One thing that we didn't mention, Deion Dawkins. Deion, we've mentioned Spencer Brown having a bounce back game. Deion Dawkins had a bounce back game. He didn't look good the week before necessarily, um, or even a lot of last season, but he looked good today. I think he held his own. Mike Graham also wrote Gettysburg. Ber- Bernard's early INT definitely changed the mood of the entire game. Yep, absolutely. Terrell Bernard. Will writes Wall of Fame, Matt Milano, Josh Allen, James Cook, Gabe Davis, Wall of Shame, Trey White, question mark. Trey White, only for the first part of it. Only for that first drive or so. Karen, hashtag go Buffaloes, hashtag let's go Buffalo. Wall of Fame QB1 spreading the love between the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends while dominating and under control. Wall of Shame QB1 trying to sneak a hurdle in the game. LOL. That's funny. That's funny. That was the Wall of Shame for the the worst play of the game was him trying to. Uh, that was as classic Josh Allen right there. <laughs> I, I actually loved it when he when he tried to do it, even though it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't get injured, I don't care what he tries to do. But yeah, yeah, and and it was funny too because like he was laughing, the DB was laughing, like, or or you know, it was, yeah, it was great. Yep. Yeah, he he slapped on the back of the helmet like yeah. You could tell. Uh, Big Rick writes, Allen for running the offense and getting everyone involved. Haven't seen a chart like this in five years from him. O-line, big clap to Brown and Dawkins played with edge in the D-line. The stat line just shows one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers for Josh Allen. Kelly Seidel writes, Wall of Fame, James Cook, career day. Wall of Shame, first series defense. Yeah, that's about it. That's that's the only time the defense looked average brian dodge writes you know what i'm looking to fame up spencer because he did way better than expected against a great pass rusher absolutely i'm glad brian said that josh rinkin writes wall of fame terrell bernard who he had a good game last week and this week with an int tremaine who (laughs) oh that's good that's good I told you guys at the beginning of the season, like everybody's all Dorian Williams. Like he's not, he's not the middle linebacker. He's going to back up Milano. Bernard's the guy. And it was unfortunate he got hurt in the preseason. But look, he's back without all those preseason reps. He's doing good. John, would you take Tremaine Edmonds at $18 million a year or Terrell Bernard on a rookie contract? <laughs> Bernard all day. It's like, and then especially like, like look at the, like if, if you have to ask the question, Oliver versus. Edmonds, right? Or I guess I guess the other question would be Oliver and Bernard or Edmonds and whoever would have replaced Oliver. Yeah, it's hard to know without knowing who that would be, but I mean people were saying Oliver versus Edmonds at one point. And I think that we can say, at least as of now, it seems like it was absolutely the right decision to keep Oliver and let Edmonds go. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good call there, John. Wall of shame for me thinking this was going to be a close game because of Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, I feel like, th- and this isn't just you, Josh. I feel like um, the running backs that the Bills really struggle against are the speed backs for the most part. They're not necessarily like the guys that are good all around running backs and also bruisers, maybe like Dalvin Cook last week. Like he's not the one that the Bills had an issue with. Josh Jacobs isn't the one the Bills had an issue with. It is like the Brees Halls, like the guys that just have speed. Probably if it was James Cook, if the Bills were facing James Cook on defense, like they might have an issue with a guy like that. Yeah. So, I mean, some of it depends on the offensive line too, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. It does depend on the offensive 
line. Chris Allegret writes, wall of fame, O-line, run protection, wall of shame, defense early on, not making tackles, reaching for a wall of shame. Yeah, that's right. Well, we got to reach sometimes. Bill's Blitzkrieg writes, I think there were guys who played better, but wall of fame accolades for Bernard and Benford. Tough assignments for both, and they held it down all game. Wall of shame, rap for being a bonehead at the end of the game and possibly concussing Devontae Adams. Josh Allen's left arm writes wall of fame, the whole team this week, wall of shame, the whole team last week. <laughs> Maybe we should put some sort of stipulation with wall of fame and wall of shame. So you can't go into last week. <laughs> can't go in the week before smart. Josh is the best chance for a super bowl. Absolutely. Josh Allen plays like this and he still throws in a few Josh Allen like plays. Um, yeah. I don't know if he can do that against every team. There are some really good defenses like the jets defense that I don't think he can do that with, but very few, I think in the NFL, he can't. Bill's Loser QB Club writes, Wall of Fame equals a tie between Davis and Diggs. Diggs's key catches kept touchdown drives going. Wall of Shame, the first half play calling by Dorsey. All right, a couple more. Last one. Joe Pelletieri writes, Wall of Fame. Offensive line had a bounce back. James Cook was good even before the garbage time carry. Ken Dorsey's game plan of short passing slash calming down Allen. Milano keeps proving we picked the right linebacker to pay and the DL pass rush. Absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, Joe hits. I'm glad we ended on that one. Joe hits a lot. We definitely picked the right linebacker to play. Dude, I, I know Tremaine Edmonds is a really good linebacker, um, but Matt Milano is just special, man. I'm so glad that they extended him and they didn't just decide, well, we traded it up for Tremaine, so we have to keep him. He's a middle linebacker. The middle linebacker is a more important position. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm really glad that the Bills the Bills ended up doing that. That was Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. We're gonna do two giveaways this week from our T Public Store. If you haven't checked out our T Public Store to see what they have available for shirts, hoodies, long sleeve t-shirts, tank tops, whatever you want, um, just check out the link in the bio. Um, we have uh, a few new reviews. Um, I'm going to read a couple actually because they're really nice, uh, really thoughtful reviews left by folks who uh, are, have been listeners for a while now. Um, this one's from Joel Loves Bills. He wrote, SB Nation got too greedy leaving one of their best podcasts buried in an uncanny increase in Bills content. I started sorting through podcast offerings from Buffalo Rumblings as I started finding some much more worth my time than others. Some have retired players, current players, professional slash hobby, hobbyist analysts, and some are fun fan groups. Circling the Wagons offers a bit of everything while mostly being a fun hang of friends nerding out on our favorite football team. Buffalo Rumblings lost a good one. Keep on sailing, boys. Thank you to Joel for that one. Appreciate that. Yeah, they just got, they just, I mean, it's not even like, our our beef with Buffalo Rumblings has nothing to do with the people that run the site or whatever. It's just, I mean, kind of like Joel said, like they just they just have to keep growing. And the only way to grow, like it was fun in the very beginning when we were the first podcast of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, and there were a couple more, maybe three or four. It felt like an indie label or something. Like we were, like we were just you know one of those like you know we're doing it for the for the music man. And then you know Buffalo Rumblings is like we need to shove about fifteen others into this and like it just diluted the product not that even the other ones were that bad but there's just so many different voices um that if you like one if you like another one on there you might not necessarily like us and vice versa i mean there's very few people that i think would listen to every single podcast on there it was just unreasonable at some point and they're not stopping they're adding more and more um so 
Nate DeTonto writes, CTW is a can't miss. Nate and the fellas bring solid entertainment in a lighthearted manner, but still include incredible analysis and offer solid opinions. I look forward to this show every week. Also, some of the laughs have brought me to tears. Thanks, boys. I wonder if he's talking about the uh, the Dapper Dan one. <laughs> Dapper Dan. That just brings John to tears. It's not from laughing to tears. That just that just makes John cry. <laughs> Which I still feel it. bad about. I'm over it now, I'm, but thank you. <laughs> I'm, I, I feel bad. I still feel bad, but it was it was a fun episode. So anyway, <laughs> we're gonna pick two winners of T Public shirts. Um, the first one is B Secker twenty six. That's B E S E C K E R twenty six. Um, and the second winner is the Critical Chef again. The Critical Chef winning again. Um, so uh, make sure to let us know that you heard us on the podcast. DM us, message us over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, or email us ctwpod at gmail.com. Um, some of you have started to leave uh, reviews on Spotify for five stars and have screenshotted those reviews. Thank you for doing that. You've been added to the list also. Um, so we have that. So thank you guys all for listening. Is there anything that, uh, that you want to pick? that you want to um, mention John, Mike, before we end this, uh, this bills victory edition podcast. No, I'm good. No, Mike, I can't go to the bathroom with my phone anymore without thinking of the pouch that you mentioned that one time setting up a pouch, like underneath so that you don't, <laughs> you, that's what I think about every time. Like I have to put, I have to put the phone there just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't drop it in the toilet. <laughs> So anyway, it's the safest of the alternatives for sure. Yeah. Phones are so expensive too. Like if you don't want to, you don't want like a $1,400 bill on your hands because you weren't safe when you were uh, wiping or whatever, picking up your pants or something like $1,400 for a phone. Jeez. Dude, that's how much new phones are. Have you bought a new phone lately? They're expensive. That seems like too much. At least they are for Verizon. I don't know. I can't. So thank you guys all for listening. Signing off. Didn't it, worst, like if you put it in a pouch and you stand up, the worst that's gonna happen is it like slides down your leg. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually enjoy that. <laughs> you guys ever the worst thing the worst thing about going to like a public bathroom, have you ever done it and like you didn't realize someone had just come out of that same mm. bathroom and it's like a warm seat? <laughs> And it's it's not wet or anything. It's just warm. Like the temperature is like room temp. And at first you're like, ew. And then at second you're like, oh, this is kind of nice. <laughs> like this oh. is it's like having a heated seat. Maybe, maybe not exactly the same thing, but I'll say, ew. And then I'll be like, well, I'm already committed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm already committed. <laughs> not so that it's might... nice necessarily. <laughs> not that it's like, nice, but I, I might gotta well... go and I'm committed at this point. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm not gonna hate this. I guess, like, I just make the best of a bad situation. I guess <laughs> could be a lot worse. Uh, could be a cold seat. <laughs> could be freezing. Uh, anyway, thank you guys again all for listening. Appreciate you guys following us on the new podcast feed. Signing off for John. Go Bills, Vegas, baby. Not talking about this game because it was in Buffalo. I'm talking about the Vegas game in February. <laughs> and for Mike, go Bills. 
And for me, Nate, whenever Marv Levy said, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? He didn't mean in the general crowd at Highmark Stadium. You have no idea. He might have. (laughs) Go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, you, you, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs> when you were talking about that smudge, I thought you were going to go in that to talk about Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Rick and Morty one, the smudge? As he was looking up, Morty was out at night looking up at the moon with his telescope, and oh. he... You remember he saw a dude planting yes. a flag on the moon, and then he's like, "Oh!" The next day, like a co- guidance counselor shows up to work, and it looks exactly like that. So he's like, "Oh, that's the guy's facing the moon." And he tells the principal, and he think the principal thinks that's a euphemism for a pedophile. So the ped- so he goes out and confronts him, and he punches the <laughs> and the guidance counselor in the face, and he gets fired, and then he, eventually the guidance counselor commits suicide. And, he, and his family wasn't Morty's brother. Or his his sister was like, it's probably just a smudge. He's like, yeah, I think I would know. You know, I think I would know if it was a slide or a smudge or not. And then, it and then as Morty is like eavesdropping at the funeral, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, it was weird because he, if if you looked at him from the right angle, he looked like a smudge. <laughs> That's right. And then he goes back that night to look at his telescope, and he wipes this this smudge off his lens. <laughs> was that Morty's dingers? Is that what his zingers? What was it? What was that one called? Morty's mind blowers? Something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. I'm sure. Why not? Uh, 
John and I don't know episode titles or you songs. You told titles, me the episode so. title. You said that was your favorite episode. It was like, yeah, my favorite. Maybe episode. like four years ago, the attacks after I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's like last year. Like, what's my what's your, what's your favorite episode? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like the Mr. Meeseeks, and you're just like, mine's mine's specifically Morty's mind blowers. And I'm like, I never pay attention to the episode date. And then you describe me, and you're like, oh, that was a really good one. Sorry, it's not my, not my fault. You forgot what the hell the name was. You told it to me. I just happened to remember. It's so defensive. Season You've three, always been like, oh, the title. Do you like this song? Here's the title. Yeah, I know. I know. Sing some lyrics, guy. I don't know titles. <laughs> turn, turn, turn. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. <laughs> that is, now, if I was like, uh, do you like that song Turn by the Birds? You'd be like, what? Huh? <laughs> huh? Sing some lyrics. Maybe turn, I'm self-conscious turn, turn about by my the singing. Birds. 